Good morning, everyone. Welcome to DCF. So good to have you all here. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Gaylin. I'm one of the deacons here. Now, if you look behind us, it does look a little different. That's because uh, we have some leadership that's taking a very much-needed vacation, time away with family. So we're going to do worship a little different, but we're just going to meet with our sister church, Northlands, and do worship with them on video. So it's going to look a little different, but same God, same power, same time to, to praise him. So I'd like to pray to get us started, and then uh, Jeremy will cue us up. So Lord, we thank you for this day to praise you. We thank you for this family that's come together, for this group of people called by your name, coming to praise and to worship you. Lord, meet us here. Bring your power and your peace. And may we give you the honor that is due to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If everybody would stand up and get ready to worship. Wonderful time of spending time with the Lord. Again, it's, uh, whether it's on a video or on the radio or um, whether we have live music up here, it's just that precious time of uh, being with the Father and recognizing how much He loves us, uh, how much He's for us. Uh, I like that. This is, our home is in Him. Uh, our home is with Him. Uh, he is with us, he is for us, and um, he is the only one who can. So we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you right now for, uh, for your absolute abundance in everything. We thank you for your tenderness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your strength. We thank you, most of all, for your love for us. Um, we thank you that you gave your son... Uh, that we could be free from bondage, from sin, and that uh, that what once were graves are now gardens because of you. So we just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If y'all are not sitting, please do so. <laughs> fun with blind guys. Yeah, fun with, fun with the blind guy. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, we generally uh, honor uh, testimonies in this house, and this morning, Kathleen uh, Kurihara has a testimony that I think is particularly uh, wonderful, and we would like for her to come up and share that with us. She's too, yeah. Okay, well, then another fun moment with the blind guy. <laughs> Just, you know, so, Okay. Thank you, Mr. Allen. Yeah. Um, so as you guys know, I had Silas about three weeks ago. Um, yes, I need to move over. <laughs> um, so some miraculous things that happened with it. Um, I couldn't go into active labor naturally. They tried medically, and I could not go into vaginal labor. And so we had to go to C-section. Um, and so we found out afterwards um, through some things that we ordered um, that if I didn't have a C-section, I would have passed away, and so would Silas. Um, 
And also another miracle that goes with it is that when I was a child, I was diagnosed on my dad's side, a medical condition that if I had any anesthesia, I would be paralysis for the rest of my life. As you can see, I'm not in paralysis at all. Um, So I just want to declare the goodness of the Lord because there was no healing in the natural for that muscle disease. And I am healed. And it's a testament of the C-section to proclaim that I'm not going to have paralysis, nor is my children. Okay, we're going to do a couple of quick announcements here. First of all, if you're new with us, um, there, please go online and connect at dcf.com. There is a um, connection card. You can tell us it's actually dothancf.com. Let me correct that. So you can sign up on the connection card, and we can get to know more about you. We will not bombard you. Trust me. We'll just keep you in the loop. Now, summer connections. First of all, today is one of our summer connections. So we are having a pool party at the Mitchell's house right after service. Grab whatever you need to take care of your family for food. Now, if you don't want to go swimming, come anyway. Bring your food. Sit and chat with the rest of us who may not be in the pool. So there's a beautiful backyard, areas to sit and relax. Please come join us today right after church. Also, we do have one coming up at Morrison Spring on July 22nd. And we'd like you to go online and sign up if you're going to come so we know you're coming. We don't miss anybody. So it'll be, there's beaches, kayaking, playing, eating, just enjoying company. Please take a look on DCF.com for any other that are coming up. Because there is a lot of fun things and time to connect and get to know people. There are a few ways to give. You can do so online. We do have a little box up here if you're still doing the old-fashioned check way. Um, Have anything automatically sent from your bank. We appreciate the generosity of this house so very much. And with that, I'm going to dismiss the kids for uh, DCF Kids Church, and we will see you in a few minutes with the sermon. And um, uh, we're thankful this morning. Uh, My precious wife, Diane, is uh, going to give our message this morning. Uh, So I I think, you know, again, that uh, we're... We're anxious to hear what God has for us this morning. So let me, I'll go ahead and pray into that. Father, we just thank you for uh, your word. We thank you for the heart of uh, Diane as she uh, speaks to us and and conveys your heart to us. So, Father, we thank you and amen. There you go. You know, it's been very obvious that things are different today, right? And we've got our summer crowd. Sometimes we've got lots of folks doing trips and visiting family, and that's important. It's really important. But we're excited with who's here. And we're going to be 
blessed by God, because it's not my job to bless you. <laughs> Thankfully, it's his job. And you all are going to be spreading it out like you're as contagious as can be to those that are not here, your family, your friends, and your community. I truly, truly believe that. Oh, well, I will tell you, I might be sitting down a little bit. I kind of overuse my leg and my back, so it's, I'm now 64, so I get to play the old lady card. So if I sit down, that's why. That's why I'm doing that. Well, I wanted to tell you, first off, it's so good to be back. We love California. It was a great trip. Took a train across country. Uh, sleeper cars, you don't get lots of sleep in sleeper cars, but it's very relaxing. We got to see some people I haven't seen in 40 years, introduce um, Alan to another part of my life. But it's so good to be back with you all. It's, it's really good. Um, when I was preparing for this message, I was asking God, I don't know about you, I have all kinds of places. Sometimes it's in the bathroom, the bathtub, in bed, uh, peeling carrots, where I'll just talk to him and say, so what do you want to say to people? What do you want to say because I, uh, I don't want to even be up here exposed with my heart unless he's the one that's leading the message. So um, this time it was in bed. Couldn't sleep. Came back from the trip. I'm all energized. Couldn't sleep because this day was on my mind. Very much so. I take it seriously. And if you see, I'm just one last comment about me. If you see me get teary, I'm just real tired, but I have a tender heart, and God is, was tenderizing it in our prayer time before. It was powerful. So just disregard, you know, like the um, wizard behind the curtain. Don't worry about the tears. I'm, I'm okay. I'm just tired. Okay, you guys give me that grace if that happens. Okay, thank you. I'll appreciate it. So here I am. Here's my scenario. I'm laying in bed and going, okay, God, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? And nothing, nothing. And then what I heard is this childhood traditional prayer. God is great. God is good. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. That's childish. No, 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 no. That can't be you. So come on now. Give me... I mean, I went to Bob College, give me something big, you know. And it came back again in his grace. God is great. God is good. And I said, oh, okay, I'm listening. When it comes back around the second time, I'm listening. But what do you want to do with it? And he said, I have a lot, and I'm going to tie it together for you because I'm gracious and I'm faithful to you. But I will tell you, in my family, this is to give me a little bit of credit for it. In my family, this is how it went. Um, it, some of y'all knew it this way, but it was, God is great, God is good, let us thank him for our food, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay? But, now let's be real. This is what it was like. We're all at the dinner table, okay? My mom's a good cook. Okay, girls, let's pray. God is great, God is good, let us thank him for our food, in Jesus' name, amen. Because someone wanted to get into the spaghetti or the fried catfish and grits, because i got a southern mom. It was like, let's get on with this. Uh, so, I mean, it, it was okay for us to do that, to say it that way. It was just, you bob your head, God is great, God is good, let's do amen. Now, I learned by talking to Alan, and if you'll uh, humor me, if you know this, join in so it's not just me, because I don't have it memorized. It's a little different. We'll do it slow. For some of you young folks, I've already learned, don't know this one. But the long version, if you're ready, 
God is great. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Y'all, you got more sleep, didn't you? So let's, God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. Help me out. By his hand, we are fed. Thank you for our daily bread. Amen. So how many of y'all did that? Because I can't tell for sure. Look around at that heritage. It's huge. Now, how many of you had that explained to you? Or was it, God is great, God is good, let us thank him for our food, by his hands we are fit, something like, you know. That was it for a lot of us. Um, that's what it was for me. But do you know that actually came from Psalm 100? I did not know that. I did not know that. He brought it back to me, and we're going to break that down in just a few minutes. But what I wanted to tell you is when I asked God, what, what's, what do you want to say to us? He says, well, first, I want to talk to you. <laughs> and he'd been talking to me for a while about this. And he said that you are so busy doing what you have to do that you're not doing what you need to do. <clears throat> Graciously, but... <clears throat> Now, I could look at it and say, my husband is losing his sight. I'm the only driver now. I have a reason to be this busy. I was so busy doing what I had to do that I was not doing what I needed to do. I was running on fumes, and the fumes were not so pretty. And if you've been around me, you know sometimes the fumes have not been so pretty. So there's my transparency. I'm just being honest with you. So what happens if I'm running on my fumes? You are going to, and this applied to me, you're going to wear out. You're going to burn out. Or you're going to get refreshed if you make a different choice. Let me see if it's up there. There you go. And it's my choice. I love that he gets us actively involved. It's my choice. Even if it's one minute that I give to God, it's my choice. And when you wear out, you know what? I, I'm exhausted. I can't do this anymore. That's wear out for me. Burnout to me is I'm done. I'm, I'm just, I, ugh, I'm done. Now, I'm not done with him. Let me tell you, just don't, don't think we're planning something here. Let's clarify that one. Because the next part I'm going to tell you is part of your mind says, your mind says, I'm out of here. And it's not out of here, out of a marriage. It's just like, I just want an escape. I just want something other than to be present in the situation. What I was finding is that my output was greater than my input. Imagine a big, huge fire hose, or a, uh, for a lot of us, for me, it's the dryer vent, you know, that big silver thing, and the water, it was like, <laughs> all this was going out, <laughs> trying to cover all the bases, and guess what was coming in? A little tiny garden hose, and that's my responsibility, because God had been offering me, and calling me, and Ask me, please, come away with me, my beloved. I'm so busy, I can't, I can't. I've got this, he needs this, she needs this, I need to. And God in his wisdom and his grace said, I know, 
I know I'm not caught by surprise. However, I needed refreshing. Jesus modeled this by getting away and being with the Father. Little interesting things. And pardon me if I have to look at my notes because um, today I need them. I said I needed him all along, but I forgot to give myself sweet times dedicated to the Lord. I can give him sweet time easier, but guess where my refreshing really, really comes from? If I rely on another person, I am destined to failure and there will be wear out or burnout. And we can probably all relate to that. The coolest thing about this that I want to say before we move on is there is no condemnation. I do not have to perform. He already knew me before I was ever conceived how Diane was going to be. He knows my personality type. He knows that I'm a rabbit and I got I want to move. I want to get things done. He knows me and he just encourages me right in the midst of my personality. So my question is, does that sound familiar to you? If, is there a competition for your time, for your attention, for your energy? Can you relate to my challenge? Just take a second and just take a second or two to say, hey, God, how can I relate to what she just said? And I think you probably already know. Where are we operating in our own strengths, in our own skills, in our own experience, our own abilities? And one of the things that we have to do is look at our calendars. That's a really good one. Are we so busy that we can't rest alone or with loved ones? Is everything else screaming so loud for our attention that where our attention needs to be is what is ignored? And in the midst of this message, because y'all are on my heart, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to anything that sounds like judgment for me or condemnation, that, that's not from God. That's Diane's humanness. But he is saying, this is a call to each one of us to hear and go ahead and do a tune-up a little bit and say, God, speak to me where I'm too busy for you. When you are trying to draw me closer, just like you drew most of us in here closer, from the beginning, he was calling us. And at some point, we responded, right? And we just thought, I did it. Well, guess what? He's been calling us all along. But we had this maybe a date that you can go back and say, and this is when I gave my heart to the Lord. He's been calling us all along. So he's been doing this call for some of you all about time away with him. And I think you can relate to that. So the other things we can look at is look at the clock. Where and how do we invest our time? How much is the TV taking our time and filling our hearts? How about electronics? And you can fill in the blank. And then for those of y'all with children, I don't have any kiddos. But boy, that's a toughie. Because sometimes just putting them in front of there, but... Are we also teaching them about the presence of God? I babysat for Gemma before, and I went into their house, and there was this praise music going on, not blaring, but Gemma is being raised in an environment where she is surrounded. The atmosphere 
is in praise. She is soaking in it. Guess who else was soaking in it when I was there? And it was a reminder to me, Diane, sometimes take that TV program that you like, nothing wrong with it, and just turn it into a time of praise and soak in it. And you will walk away with so much more peace. So the other one that I was looking at is the, the news, 24-7. It didn't used to be this way, that the news programs were 24-7 telling you what's wrong here, what's wrong there, who's sh shooting up this person. Stress bombarding us. Our bodies, our minds, our everything is not designed for that. Cortisol levels going through the roof because when we get stressed, our body responds like, I got to do something. We need to check out some and check in with the spirit of peace and grace. And it's, once again, it's not judgment, but he's saying, I'm calling you away, my beloved. Look at our relationships, and it's another one we can check into. Are others missing us even though we're there? We're physically there, but are we really there? Are we hearing their hearts? Are we praying for them? Are we hearing their needs and then addressing them? Are we loving them well or are we so busy it feels like we can't? Guilty at times of going, uh, yeah, too much going on. And all of you are my family. Alan is my top person, no doubt about that. But you're all my family. And you all can point to many people that you can sit right next to them in a car or sit next to them in a, in a living room. And are, you, are we really there attuned to them? So we get to look inward and outward. What do you want? What is missing? And that's part of what we'll be wrapping up in the end when we get there is what is missing, Lord? What do you want to speak to my tender little heart? We all need relationships. And God designed us for that. Now, I told you we were going to look at Psalm um, 100. And it's really interesting. Psalm 93 to Psalm 100, it's called the Yahweh Malak. And this is a collection of psalms that were designed, instead of speaking to the Israelites, it was speaking to the world, to the nations. Which is kind of blowing their mind because it's like, well, we're the chosen, Israelites were the chosen people. And now God's saying, woo, let me speak to everyone. And Psalm 100 is a perfect example of that. It was actually prophetic in nature, which we'll get to as well. But he was saying in a very powerful way, the whole world is loved by God. It speaks his heart beyond just the Israelites. So we're going to go down and let's break this up. You want to bring the next one up? These are four covenant relationship commandments of action. The first one is shout to the, for joy to the Lord, all the earth. All the earth, not just those of us sitting in the chairs here, not just someone who believes or doesn't believe. He's calling everyone, and he's not saying, whisper for joy to the Lord. He is actually, the words, the original words in Hebrew, it is loud, it is vocal, it is get in your face, get outside your comfort, and just give it all to him. Shout to him. Um, the worship the Lord with gladness is a combo word. I thought this was wonderful. It, worship means to adore, but this particular word means worship, so adore, and serve. 
When we adore him, we're serving him. But the other side is true too. When we serve him, we're also worshiping him. So every time we serve the body of Christ, we are worshiping God. And sometimes it's going to be in that room right there when we're taking care of those little munchkins. We are worshiping God. When you are cleaning the bathrooms, you are worshiping God. Me too. And he is a practical God that says we have needs and we are going to be a family and we're going to take care of them. And in the midst of it, we get to worship him and he inhabits the praise of his people. So you know when we're in his presence, we are transformed. The other one is come before him with joyful song. So that means all get together with joy, not fear. Some of y'all were raised with his fear and trembling, the, the, God, you know, I've kind of messed up. I can't do enough, you know, can't be good enough, so why bother? Or I'm just condemned unless I'm good enough. And a lot of us have walked away from God at some level in our lives and said, I obviously can't be good enough for you. And you know what? That's a place of freedom when we can say, that's right. I am not good enough. The one who is good is God. Our king and our God calls us to draw near to him, and it involves our whole life. Love this part. There's another little bit of Hebrew here. It says no. The word no is a word that it's called yada, and it means to intimately relate to someone. In Genesis, you know, when Adam and Eve knew each other, it was an intimate relationship that was a private between the two of them, behind closed doors, if you can get where I'm going, without going too far. It was to be known, to be fully known. Well, in this psalm, what it's saying is that God himself wants to know us and be known by us. And that means the bride gets to go behind closed doors and, and let it all there, just be who you are. We don't have to put on a facade. And he's calling to us. Now, the other part of this is that means we have to shut off the world and make those times for tenderness. But he has said he will faithfully keep his covenant to us if we choose to follow that imperative action. And by imperative in the Hebrew, it means do it. My child, do it. Not if you think it's a good idea. It's our Lord saying, do it, and you will be rewarded, but do it. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Do it. Draw away with me. Your time will not be wasted. I will heal. I will restore. He wants to know and be known. I don't know about y'all. Makes me feel really good. The next section of this uh, psalm that we're going to go to is a short little psalm. It's, these are reminders and motivations to do the actions. It said, he made us. That means we are designed for relationship with him. We need him in order to thrive. We need him in order to thrive. Otherwise, it's fumes, and they ain't so pretty. We are his. He has a covenant relationship that he has made to us. Whether we make it to him or not, he is committed 
to us forever. And that means he will provide. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. He has given us his name. I took on Alan's last name, kind of a pain to go through a name change, but I'm proud to be a Mitchell. Well, I am a Christian. I am called by his name, and I don't even know fully all that that means, but he has put his stamp on me, and I am his, and it's his responsibility to provide for his sheep, for his people. He provides the safe environment, and it's his job, and he is the only one able to provide perfectly. If I gauge his faithfulness based on my past, it's not a good thing. The bar is here. It is unlimited. He is a faithful covenant God. The next section, enter his praise gates and courts. It enters gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Some of y'all know songs from that. Let me just give you a 10 second one. Non-Israelites were excluded from being in the inner courts. They could be maybe selling wares inside, you know, like the, um, the marketplace, Facebook marketplace. They could be there you know, and, and people would make money off of them or buy the goats. And they could come into the outer areas, but they could not go into the inner courts. And then the Holy of Holies was the high priest, and he had to jump through a lot of hoops to even get there. Well, when Jesus uh, was resurrected, died and resurrected, the, the whole thing was made open. And they thought it was just to them, but God has made it very clear in this psalm, it's to the whole world. And that was a mind blower, mind blower to the Israelites. It's like, wait a minute, we're the chosen people. Now you're talking to everyone? Yes, he was. They had to jump through what they thought. They had to have uh, jump through a lot of hoops, obey a lot of commands, do all these things. And they, they were just the chosen people. And he blew that open and he said, it's open to everyone. And therefore, we're able to go in and worship him. It's the, it not limited for worship from a distance. We get to draw close intimately. So this is where it's prophetic. All were invited. All are the chosen ones. All are offered the covenant. So we get to celebrate his great gift. We get to praise the life giver. So another area here is the last little part of this one. These are covenant statements. Marriage is a covenant, but we've, a lot of us have experienced covenants being broken. I mean, let's be real. It's happened. So it, if it's happened in your life, it's devastating when someone chooses to break a covenant. We've had it in school, you know, where someone says they'll do something and then they flake, or we've had it in life, but a covenant relationship that's broken is a, an amazing death that unless God heals it, we carry that and we carry it into future relationships. But God is the only one who is good. It is his essence. He has no option but to be good because he is good. Anything good that we see is because from God. Other things may look good, but good is God. I, when I heard that, it's like his essence is good. There is no shadow or turning from that. He's not acting good. He's not feeling affectionate toward you, so we're having a whim of goodness. He is good. That is who he is. And you know what? That was another blo mind blower for those that were not 
Israelites or even those that were dabbling. Ancient gods that they had either made or chosen were often not kind. They were not loving. They were demanding. They were not accepting. You did not even know if you had pleased them. And he is not like them. Everyone that comes to him has to acknowledge that he alone is God. He is the good one offering that. Uh, another part of this one that I wanted to get to and let you know is Yahweh is truly a good God, the good God. And then his, where it says his mercy or his um, love endures forever. Where am I going here? Yes, love endures forever. That is a Hebrew word called hesed. And what it means is the steadfast love of a covenant God. So back again, we're saying he made a promise that he will never break. He has said, I love you. And it's not just emotion. I am committed to you for the rest of everything. And I delight in you. His faithfulness continues to all generations is another word, um, imura, which means that he is a faithful God who keeps his promises to all. He is committed to us even when our commitment wavers. So then we look at all that information that is a reminder, and we say, okay, let's look at our input versus our output. Where do I put my attention, my energy? What feeds my heart, my mind, my body, my spirit? What takes from me, and what gives to me? There's a scripture, I'll just read it to you. It's in Isaiah 41.10. This is the English Standard Version, and it just let it soak into you. He said, fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then Philippians 4.13 said, and I heard it in prayer today, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. If that doesn't make us feel confident and and know that he is with us. And that in our own weakness, that is a perfect place to say, I, I can't do it, but you've brought me here where I can say, but you can. So I will tell you, I have decided. This is my set. I have decided. I choose him. I choose him. I love y'all. But first I choose him. Because then I have something to give. To myself. And to others. Otherwise it's just Diane. And I'm not so bad. I got lots of cool things. But that's not what I deserve. Nor do you deserve. Nor does God deserve. He's calling me. I am a romantic. Talk to this guy. I'm like, I need another hug. I need some mushy. Guess who my first mushy comes from? If I let him. It's from God saying, this is what I adore about you. I made you this way. And I love it. I'm tickled by it. I love that Callie has this quality. Mark has this quality. Alan has this. Aminta has this precious quality. Josh, oh, without you, oh, I love the way I made you. 
But sometimes we need to get away to hear it. Because everything else is screaming at us. And it is taking our cortisol levels and our tension. And it's taking it high and we can't hear the sweetness of I love you, I want you, I need you. So what I'm looking at is saying, okay, what's my realistic amount of time that I can commit to? And what's a good place? If it's setting aside a spare bedroom that I have and say, that's going to be where I'm going to sit. Or I'm going to go outside the deck when it's not steaming hot out here. The, the humidity. California has all the heat and none of the humidity. Let me tell you, it's nice. My hair even looks better there. But I can take a few minutes, even if it's five minutes, and just say, okay, God. And I'm going to spend time in your word and let you give me a freshness and a newness and a restoration. Because that's where my restoration is going to come from. And that's where you're, it's going to come from for you too. He is going to expand that time if we'll just linger. He will speak a new word if we give him that time but he is not saying, if you don't do it, I'm not going to love you. But here are some things I can tell you. What's going to change? We will have the peace and the love that we crave. We will have his love to give to marriages, to children, to friendships, to work. We are changed and we bring that to those around us. The other thing that will change is that our communities around us, the people that maybe you don't even know yet, they are going to be confused, intrigued, amazed, and they'll say, what does he have that I don't have? He's going through blank. She's going through this. How is it that they have peace? How is it that they have joy? That's what led me to the Lord in high school. What does she have that I do not have. And it was a grace-filled relationship with God. And I wanted it. And that's what's going to happen. God promises. Because he loves this whole world way more than we do. Because there's some that I'm a little iffy about. I don't know about y'all. I mean, it just is. Okay? And some of them have the same former last name as me. I'm like, I don't know about that. You know? Or watch the news. There's some things we're not real thrilled about. But he loves every single person. So here's the thing that I want to say, that peace and rest are contagious. He told me that I need more time with him. I need more of him. I can have more from him and of him, but it is my choice. Am I going to invest my time? Do I want to wear out? I can't do it anymore. Do I want to burn out? I'm done or do I want to be refreshed and have a new word? Do I want to become stronger and sweeter because of time with him? But we have to make the time. We're going to be singing a song, um, Good, Good Father. And I can talk all I want, but I pray that the Holy Spirit's been speaking to us. And so we're going to sing the song and let's, let's, we don't even need to stand. We can just sing it. And then let the Holy Spirit, if you would, just speak specifically to you. Because if there's things where he's saying, 
gosh, I've been calling you. And she kind of nailed it. But she didn't. The Holy Spirit did. If you want someone to agree with you, we got people ready. And you know what? It's probably going to go both ways. I asked Lawrence to pray for me before I came up here. We can all pray for each other. But as we sing this song about the good, good father, may the Holy Spirit start watering the ground if he hasn't already. And then we're just going to take a time where if you want to come forward and have people agree with you or grab someone right next to you and just harass it, you know, <laughs> come here, I need some prayer. That's, that's how we're going to be concluding today. We're going to sing Good, Good Father and then have any kind of ministry time that the Holy Spirit says, let's go for it. Please know um, before we go that you all are welcome. We're going to start probably about noon at the house. And if the weather's bad, we've got room inside. Just come be blessed and enjoy family because family's important. So I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to sing. Okay, does that sound good to you? Father God, we thank you that your heart towards us is always precious, always tender, always loving. And you know the tweaks and the cracks and crevices that we each have. And we ask by your spirit that you would minister to us, help us to have a laser focus. All the distractions go away and we just say this time is yours. My life is yours. I need you. Lord, I need you. Every hour, I need you. You are our righteousness. You are our healer. You are our Lord, our soon-coming king. But you are our father. You choose to be close to us, and you have provided us with a bridegroom that says, come away with me. We need to have time talking about the tender stuff. I will meet you there. I will be with you. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for each person that's here. And we commit this last few moments again to you. So if the Lord is speaking to you, let us join with you. There is an agreement. There's a power in agreement. So we, if we have some folks that are coming forward that will um, come pray with folks, that would be a great time to do that. Otherwise, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his countenance shine upon you and give you peace. And we will see you soon. Lord bless you.